0: Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate podcast. We're your hosts, Lolita and Kyle. In continuation of our female guests for the first quarter of 2020 and celebrating successful women in the real estate industry, we have Candace Pilgrim on our show today. Candace, thanks so much for being here with us. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Great.
1: Well, can't wait to get into our interview with you. So here we go. Candace is the managing partner of Apollo Capital and the co-founder of Multifamily Women's Mastermind. Prior to founding Apollo Capital with her husband, Casey, Candace built a successful electronics wholesale business with over $7 million in annual revenue. That's super incredible. For the past two years, Candace has been focused on building a multifamily portfolio to create passive income, and she has currently invested in over 600 apartment units. So your background and experience is quite impressive. Let's go ahead and get started, and could you please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do?
2: Sure. So I live in Birmingham, Alabama, currently with my husband Casey and our three-year-old son Carson. So I actually come from a science background. I have a bachelor's degrees in microbiology and biochemistry. So that was the reason that I initially moved to Birmingham was to work on a PhD in immunology. But I realized when I was in that program that that wasn't the career path that I wanted to take or the life path that I wanted to take. So that's when I quit that program and started my electronics wholesale business. And then my husband quit his job, I guess about six months after I started that business to be able to help me out. We were uh, very successful with that. You know, it, it grew way faster than we thought it would. And we never thought it would become what it would it become, which is why I never went back to the, the science mm-hmm. field. But uh, about, I guess about two years ago, I don't know if I mentioned this, but that was like eight years ago when we started the business. So we've had the business eight years. So about two years ago, I started seeking ways to invest the capital that we had saved from that business, and that's when I landed on real estate investing as as my investment of choice. So the first thing we did was bought a couple of single-family homes, um, rehab those. We still hold those as rentals, and then after that, we got into three limited partner uh, multifamily syndications. Then the next thing was a a joint venture with three other guys here in Birmingham. That's a 96-unit property. And then a few months ago, I purchased a 40-unit on my own. So that's been the biggest learning experience so far, for sure. That's awesome. But other than that, I mean, we're just, um, you know, we're actively searching for more multifamily properties to acquire in Alabama to reposition with partners, either as a JV or syndication. You know, we're open to both.
3: Awesome. Well, congrats on the forty unit. You know, we started with that same size, and it's a great learning experience, and it's great size for your first property. So, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So, I always love asking this question because a lot of people we interview have been very successful in another field prior to getting into multifamily. And you know, you did originally start by investing in multifamily passively, but why did you decide to leave um, your successful business, which you you know was multi million? and move into multifamily actively?
2: Well, originally I just wanted a way to invest the capital we had made in that business. So I'd planned on just, you know, supplementing my income from that business. But once I really started diving deeper into the field, I realized that I actually had a passion for it. So it kind of went from wanting to supplement our income to replacing our income altogether and, you know, going full-time real estate.
3: Okay. And so what did running that business teach you or what were you able to translate over into multifamily real estate that you learned from running your own business? I
2: would say two things. So firstly, the importance of building relationships. You know, my other business was in electronics wholesale. So like any wholesale business, relationships are key. Because it, you know, my profits are a direct result of the vendors I know and the customers I know because wholesaling is you know, a middleman type business or a middlewoman type business. <laughs> so that's super important in multifamily as well. It's all in who you know and the relationships you've built and you know, adding value like, like you guys know as well. So that would be the first thing. Second thing would be systems and processes. Like any business, they're so, so important to scale and to run an effective business.
3: Yeah, I agree. You know, I come from a business background as well, and it, you don't necessarily need to have multifamily experience to be successful in that business. You know, business businesses translate very well from one to another, and implementing those systems is is huge and key. And that's one of the things that I take away from my previous experience as well. And I couldn't agree more. So you're both a passive and active investor. What is your ultimate goal with investing in a multifamily? Because it sounds like you're moving more into an active role. Do you still want to invest passively as well?
2: Well, you know, like everyone else, my ultimate goal is financial freedom, you know, time freedom, and, you know, even beyond that, like, generational wealth. So my goals have been evolving over the past two years. Like you said, I started out wanting to invest passively only, and, you know, once I realized that I have a passion for it, I wanted more of a hands-on approach and have, have become a lot more active. So, my goal is to ultimately leave the other business altogether, so I do still have the electronics wholesale business. I don't know if we mentioned that, mm-hmm. but I've just scaled back a lot from that and and gone in more to multifamily. but ultimately, I want to shift all together to multifamily, leave the other business behind, and you know build a multifamily empire. <laughs>
3: Awesome, same as us. Yeah. So, <laughs> what type of ment- going to have. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't agree more. So, what type of mentorship or coaching did you go through to get to the point where you feel comfortable taking down your own deals now?
2: So, unlike most people in the field, I didn't really have any formal, you know, mentorship or coaching. That's not to say that I don't recommend it, because I definitely do. But I'm very closely tied in with the the Rod Cleef program even though i'm not in his coaching you know i attend all his conferences i've stayed in touch with all the people from that so you know i kind of unofficially have mentors through that program that i can call on and and get advice or you know if i need help underwriting a deal or which i feel confident now but when i first started to take down those deals i wanted a second set of eyes and I, i did have that through that program
3: yeah. Talk a little bit more about going to seminars and, and meeting people and networking and how that can actually be sort of a mentorship program for you. I know exactly what you're talking about because we, although we started with Michael Blanc, we feel very close to Rod Khalif as well, because we know a lot of people there, our meetup group started through that uh, program as well. So we're not directly associated with it like you, but we do feel like we're part of that group.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's so important. Like we were talking about with building relationships. I mean, it's not, you know, if you go to a conference, you don't just want to hand out as many business cards as you can and never, you know, follow up with those people. It's so important to, even if you only hand out six business cards, but those six people are people that you really want to form that relationship with long-term, they're doing exactly what you want to do, and they have the same level of success that you want to have, then in a way, it's it's kind of like they're your mentor, even though they're not. You, know, you add value to them, then you can call on them when you have questions and collaborate in that way. So I just think it's it's so important to build those deep relationships, not just attend the conferences and go home and do nothing with it.
3: Yep, There's so many coaching programs out there now and, and more popping up as we go. What advice would you give to someone that's trying to choose a program? Even though you're not part of a specific program, it sounds like you've kind of attached yourself to a specific group. What was it about that group? And what type of advice do you give to people who are searching for mentorship?
2: Yeah, I would say um, definitely make sure that their values align with yours you need to be on the same page and make sure that they're doing what you wanna do and achieving the success you wanna achieve. And most importantly, I think, make sure they're closing deals. I think there's a lot of coaches out there that make their money from coaching and not from like successful real estate ventures. So that's one thing I would look for that they're active in the field and successful in the field and you can repeat what they're doing basically.
3: Yeah. Awesome advice, right? You don't want to follow someone that's not closing on deals if that's what you want to be doing because they're not an expert in that field. So that's great advice. So uh, Lolita mentioned earlier about your mastermind for women a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how it got started?
2: Yeah, sure. So my friends and co-founders, Michelle O'Pelt and Chat Sarmento steinwald we were talking one day about how, you know, we as women really do have unique challenges in this male-dominated field of multifamily. So there's plenty of, you know, real estate groups for women, and we knew that, but there's nothing like multifamily-specific women-only groups out there. So we felt that there was a need for that. And, you know, we aren't anti-men by any means, and we do have men as guests on our uh, monthly Zoom call. So, you know, don't take it that way. But we just wanted a group where we could all support one another. And, you know, we knew that there's, there's really power in uniting strong successful women together. So we wanted to create that culture within our mastermind group where women could empower encourage, and collaborate with one another.
3: Okay. And so how often do you guys get together? Do you just do a monthly zoom call right now? Or are you planning on doing any live events?
2: We've had one live meetup. We actually uh, linked it in with, Rod Cleef's Baltimore event back in uh, September. So we had like, we hosted a a women's mastermind breakfast on Sunday morning of that event. So we had a pretty good bit of women. I think it was like 30 women in attendance there. So that turned out really well. And we are planning more um, in-person meetups in the future. And then most excitingly, we're planning a women's retreat right now for spring of 2020. So by the time this airs, I'm sure that details will have already been released and it'll be lot closer to the finish line, but we're really excited about that. Awesome. very cool. Where do you
3: see this in five years from now? If you're kind of thinking as big as you can, where, where is this women's mastermind group going?
2: Well, we have a lot of ideas in the works, you know, but right now we're trying to, to basically grow the group and see where we land in terms of membership and create relationships within the group before we branch out too far. We don't want to grow too fast, but I guess five years from now, we see ourselves having like satellite meetups all over the country where where some of our women can host their own meetups in whatever state they're in. And um, definitely yearly women's retreats, possibly even twice a year. So it's just um, we want to create and strengthen those relationships and collaborate with one another. Maybe we'll have a all women's GP team on a syndication one day or something like that.
3: Yeah, very cool. So, how did you get over like the initial fear of starting a women's mastermind group? I think it probably is the same for Lolita and I when we first started our podcast or when we first started a meetup. We had that, I guess, imposter syndrome a little bit where you're kind of thinking, okay, am I qualified enough to do this? You know, we have some experience, but it, how did you get over that mindset to just say, you know, we're going to start this and we're going to grow this thing?
2: Well, it's like anything else. Like I've learned in this business, just be fearless. Like, don't let something like that hold you back. Just do it because it's one step at a time. You know, it's like, you can't, what is that expression about the elephant? Like one bite at a time. Don't just look at the whole elephant, you know, bite the, whole. whatever that expression is, you know, I can't remember the expression now, but that's kind of the mindset that I have about not only that, but, but any new venture, you have to get outside of your comfort zone to, to really be successful.
3: Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Lalita is going to take us into our final five questions. Are you ready?
2: Sure. All right, Candace. This
1: might tie into the whole fearless thing, but what advice would you give to women out there looking to get started in real estate investing?
2: Definitely ties into the fearless <laughs> thing. So, so yeah, I mean, don't be afraid of what others think, you know, don't be afraid of failure, be fearless, be confident, most importantly, be confident. Um I think that was when you know whenever I first started in the multifamily business, You know, like Kyle said, I felt like an imposter. I felt like, you know, all these team members, brokers that I was networking with, I thought, oh, they're going to know I'm a newbie. They're going to think I'm a newbie. They're going to think I'm too young because I do look a lot younger than I actually am. So just any self-limiting beliefs like that, I would tell other women to, you know, just just get over that and be confident because that's when you will really see things start to change for you and, and you will be successful.
1: Yeah, that's awesome advice. What is the one tool that you use in real estate investing that you cannot do without?
2: Definitely my deal analyzer. So I love crunching the numbers. I'm one of those weirdos who actually enjoys underwriting. So I couldn't imagine not having my deal analyzer.
1: Fantastic. Can you tell us a story about your biggest mistake in real estate investing and the main takeaway for our listeners?
2: I wouldn't really say I've had any huge mistakes yet. uh, Fortunately, but, you know, I have had a few contractor issues, especially with our 40 unit property. You know, we're experiencing a little bit of turnover with that. I'm sure everybody, you know, all of the listeners have probably had contractor issues because it's not uncommon, of course. But I would definitely say my main takeaway from that would be, you know, have a very detailed scope of work from the beginning. You know, every little detail I have in writing, verbal promises are no good <laughs> and Uh, never pay in advance. That's very important.
1: Mm. All right. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level?
2: I feel like I'm already on the right path. So I would just say continue what I'm doing, you know, keep building those relationships, attending the networking events, um, analyzing deals and submitting offers. You know, so many deals have crossed my desk lately that just make no sense whatsoever. It's so hard not to get discouraged, but, you know, I have to keep reminding myself to stay patient, don't get discouraged, you know, stay persistent, and, you know, just Rome wasn't built in a day, so.
1: Yeah, exactly, and you're definitely doing all the right things, so you're heading in the right direction, for sure, and Candice, lastly, where can people find out more about you?
2: You can visit my website at www.apollocapitalinvestments.com, that's A-P-O-L-L-O, Apollo or you can email me at Candice at com. And if you're interested in Alabama multifamily at all, or if you just want to talk, or if I can help you in any way at all, please don't hesitate to reach out.
1: Awesome. Well, congratulations on all the success so far. And really, thank you so much for all you do for the women in the industry.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks, well, thanks for being on. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to limitless-estates.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.